0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Sally A. from South Jersey, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, December 18, 2015. Today we are reading from the AA Big Book, and we will begin reading the second paragraph on page 14, beginning with, These were revolutionary and drastic proposals only one paragraph. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Ginger C., 12 Traditions, Isabel F., and our readers of the text will be Lisa H., Iris G., and Sarah W. The reference number for Thursday, December 17, 2015 is 8277. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who At A Vision for You, the big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask
1: Ginger C. to read the 12 steps.
0: Ginger, we can't hear you. Star star one, please.
1: Good morning,
2: Sally. Can you hear me now?
0: I sure can. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I apologize. Thank you so much for your service, and good morning to all those on the line. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm Ginger C., Compulsive Overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable, And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass.
3: Thank you, Ginger. And
0: I will now ask Isabel F. to read the 12 traditions.
3: Hello, everyone. My name is Isabel F. from uh, Massachusetts. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express itself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. And their own name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media for communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and with that, I pass.
0: as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we will resume our study of the AA Big Book on page 14, beginning with the second paragraph on the page, beginning with, these were revolutionary and drastic proposals.
4: I will now ask Lisa H. to begin reading. Good morning, Sally. Um, Good morning, A Vision for You. This is Lisa H., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from uh, Memphis. These were revolutionary and drastic proposals, but the moment I fully accepted them, the effect was electric. There was a sense of victory followed by such a peace and serenity as I had never known. There was utter confidence. I felt lifted up as though the great clean wind of a mountaintop blew through and through. God comes to most men gradually, but his impact on me was sudden and profound. Um, for me, um, I, I thought historically that I had a relationship um, with a higher power. I was a faithful person. I thought I'm well-educated. I'm intelligent. I should. I should be able to do this myself, but... Um, coming to OA, coming to this big book study, I realized that I needed something drastic. I needed, um, I needed to change what I was doing, change how I was eating, change how I was living. Um, I had to look up the word drastic. And the definition is likely to have strong or far-reaching effect. Um, and I was in desperate need of that. Um, when I, when I surrendered my food, when I put down the sugar and the flour, um, and came out of my carbohydrate stupor, um, the spiritual effect that the effect for me was electric. Um, and then I was able to immerse myself in this program, begin to do the work and, and truly for the first time that I can remember in my life. I became comfortable in my own skin. Um, now, as I continue on this path um, of change and growth, you know, um, and, and being able to accept this change and growth with humility, because it really does require um, deflation of my ego and, and, like the paragraph before said, destruction of my self-centeredness. So by working this program, um, I'm able to just just for today, I can be abstinent and I can be peaceful and I can be close to my higher power whom I call God and I can share, um, share a bit of recovery with the people I come into contact with. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. That was Lisa H. from
0: Memphis. Who else would like to share on this paragraph?
5: This is Bella Canaisel.
6: Larry.
0: Bella Larry. I'd
7: I'd like to share Linda D. from Connecticut.
0: Hi, Linda D. Mary Kay. Mary Kay. (laughs) Melissa C. Oh, you guys are so sweet this morning, so pleasant. Nice meeting. Bella, Larry, Bossa, Linda, Mary, Kay, Larissa, is there anyone else? Okay, let's go. Bella, you're up. Larry, you're up next.
5: Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Sally, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. There was a sense of victory Wow, such a powerful, wonderful sentence. To have the feeling of sense of victory, first I had to have the feeling, the sense of a war. And yes, this was my life. My life was a war. I was in a war. I wanted so much to be the winner, and all the time I felt like I'm a loser. I was I was in war with myself, with the... People around me, with the community, with the society, and I was even in a war with God. I was angry at God, I was jealous at god i was my life was a war, and my to feel a little bit of a winner, it was running away running to the food, but I got the opposite all the time. All the time when I ran to the food, I had the sense of losing. Oh, again, I lost it. And thank you, God. Thank you, God. No more. The, when I came into the program and I started to do the steps, and now thank you, God, that I leave the steps. I live the steps my life is peaceful. Now it's since I am doing the steps I, I have the sense of victory. I now I eat without the guilty feelings. I eat because I want to do my per, my purpose as human. Today I eat not because you know I need to be a people pleaser or to be perfect or to show that you know, I, I am all the time wonderful. No, today I eat because I have a wonderful, peaceful relationship with God. And today I know I have to give over the message, not, not my ego message, the message of God. And to be able to do so, I need to eat. And thank you, God. Today I have the sense of victory. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella
6: larry it's your turn good morning sally uh, this is larry k uh recovered compulsive leader um I, I love how we uh you know we read this stuff we get different insights here's the insight i get this morning um you know what if what if bill you know it, it says these these were revolutionary and drastic proposals right and he the moment he fully accepted them the effect was electric what if bill continued to drink and complain to others why, you know, why life was so unfair and how he was this brilliant, uh, you know, uh, guy with with money and, but no one would offer him a job. And, and of course, Lois, well, you know, she's no supermodel here. And, uh, I mean, what if he would have just kind of gone along to his Oxford group meetings and, and, and kind of share that message? What if he did not accept these revolutionary and drastic proposals? And I might suggest to you, you know, and I, I don't know if this is too dramatic to say, but would any of us be on the line? I, I mean, just logically, would we be here? I, I know for me, I would not. I, I know that I, I probably would be dead. Um, you know, that may sound dramatic. I'm just telling you that's that's. I'm pretty certain of that. Had Bill not accepted these revolutionary and drastic proposals, I don't believe I would be here. And I, I frankly don't think any of us would be on this line, this particular line. Um, you know, so I'm glad that he did accept these revolutionary and drastic uh, proposals. And what were they? Well, you know, the, the steps as we see them now, I mean, to simplify, at some point he trusted God, at some point he cleaned his house, and at some point he began to help others. You know, steps one, two, and three, you know, we we, we hear, you know, that's where he began to trust God. Um, our four through ten are are, are, are kind of Uh, you know, aligned with cleaning his house and steps 11 and 12 certainly involve helping others and it takes action and and continue to work in all three phases to get sober and, and stay sober, you know, and I'm glad like when, when, when some of us, you know, many of us carry the message, you know, that we were given this gift. I mean, I, I certainly didn't do this for myself. I can't say that enough. I can't say that enough. I did not do this for myself. I was complaining about how life dealt me a raw deal. And when I would go to meetings or talk to a sponsor early in program, that's all I talked about is is how my life was just a a misery. And every so often I would diet and, and the group support helped a bit with that. But I wasn't recovered. I wasn't brought to the state of peace and serenity that I am today. You know, that natural state of peace and serenity. No, um, I, I'm glad that he accepted these revolutionary and drastic proposals, and, you know, many years later, I'm glad that I've accepted these revolutionary and drastic proposals. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry. Vasa O, it's your turn, and Linda D, you'll be
6: up yeah. next. Good morning, everyone. Thank
8: you, Sally, for your service, and I'm Vasa O, Recover, Recover compulsive Boveda, calling from Florida. Well... It's a, it's a very powerful paragraph here. God comes to most men gradually, but his impact on me was sudden and profound. I had put the sugars down uh, for one week, even before I came to my first meeting, because I learned, which I was shocked to, to hear, that sugar was uh, a drug. And I did not know that before. And, it, you know, when, once I ingested my body it, um, you know, it, it and the mental obsession would go to for me to have more and more. So um, I, I, for me, it was just a sudden thing. The minute I made the decision, the, well, this is step three, and I made the decision in my desperation to surrender and to admit that I was powerful of the food and that I could not do this by myself, in the bathroom by myself with the door locked, you know, and I was terrified. I really was terrified to do that because I didn't know whether this God was going to strike me down or he was just going to raise me up because I did grow up with a fearful, punishing God, but I took the risk. I said, you know, I'm going to die anyway, so might as well do this. You know, maybe, you know, this is going to help me to do it. And that's what I did. And, um, it for me was a sudden experience, and I accepted the drastic proposals um, because I would be dead today if I didn't. I just you know surrendered to the program, and I surrendered to the steps, and you know, you know, again cleaning house and you know doing step one step one step at a time the way they laid out. I did not do them perfectly, but one thing I knew I needed to be to be perfect is put the food down and keep it down. And and I could not do that by myself. You know I needed God to help me in that area. But once I started getting the clarity, I knew or I heard that I needed to be abstinent before I started working on the steps. I wish I could tell you it was really easy. It was a torture for me to not to go back to the. Uh, sugar and the flour, I wanted to uh, throw myself on the floor like a little baby and cry. Going through the withdrawals was was just really so horrible. But I did it one day at a time with God's help and the help in the program. So for me it was a sudden, you know, I didn't know much about it yet, you know, but I knew enough how to surrender and to admit that I was powerless. Thank you very much for letting me share in our past. Thank you, Boss.
0: And Linda D, it's your turn. And Mary Kay, you'll be up next.
7: Good morning. It's Linda D from Connecticut and I'm so astounded and grateful to be a recovered compulsive overeater one day at a time. Um, this paragraph in particular touches me because something strange and wonderful happened to me fairly recently. Someone gave me an old audio tape of Bill Wilson in the 50s where he described, he was lecturing at some conference, AA conference, and uh, he described in detail this paragraph, white light, the whole deal. It blew me across the room. I want to share it with people, and I can't right now, but I want to find a way to do that. Um, But the point is this. That actually happened to me. I had an experience like that, and it wasn't enough. It was for Bill, but it wasn't enough for me. He still had a lot of growth to do. He had to find Bob, and things had to evolve for him, and things had to evolve for me. When that happened to me, I was brand new in OA. I was probably abstinent. I would guess that I was. It's a long time ago. But I couldn't stay abstinent until I did those steps from the big book. So um, I have to evolve, even if I have something spectacular happen. And some people get spectacular eventually, and probably everybody does. I don't know. But it. I always thought, well, I, I, if I have a tremendous experience, then I'll be like Bill. And No, I have to do the work as well. And do I appreciate spectacular? I sure do, because I was an atheist. And God showed up over and over and over, but largely in coincidences. Yeah, they're not coincidences. There are millions of them. So I had to learn, and I am learning about God, but spectacular is possible, and I'm glad that Bill got as much as he got when he got it. It was divinely
9: ordained. Thanks, I pass.
0: Thank you, Linda. Mary Kay.
9: Well, good morning, Mary, everyone. This is Mary Kay, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overreader from upstate New York. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Great. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to add into this paragraph that we're studying this morning um, <clears throat> that the... I actually have had a face walk for a, a much of my life and experienced many, many times of peace and serenity and then i forget and and i have come to believe now that that was part of the condition of my my disease um that i i just because i was medicating with food and using it to solve my problems when i was using god you know god was in my life and and touching it in so many ways but not directly with the food for me I never could get that and I I couldn't understand why and and you know the it's like the wind has blown through um and it's like the fog has been lifted and um so in that way he's revealed himself to me um gradually and profoundly um because he's I've always known he's always been there But I forgot, and I get in myself, and I get in my own way, and uh, I suffered, like many of us in these rooms, um, in so many ways, and played the martyr card, and all those types of things, Um, and I'm just so grateful that that the scales have been lifted, and and I'm in the rooms, and, and I'm experiencing recovery, and My faith walk is really, really different today, and the promises tell us that things are just going to get better, and for that, I am so, so eternally grateful, and thank you for everyone on the line, and I do pass. Thank you, Mary Kay, and Larissa, it's your turn.
10: Hi, good morning, Sally, Um, this is Melissa,
0: recovery. Oh, Melissa, I'm sorry. Did you say Melissa? I said Larissa, but I got the name wrong. Oh, Forgive me. Okay, Come I on, heard Marissa. I heard
10: my name. So <laughs> uh, this is this is Melissa, a recovered compulsive overeater from New York, and um, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about drastic. You know what does drastic proposals mean? And um, and how you know, um, I didn't want to do drastic for a, for a long time. You know, I, when the pain was uh, dull and not you know, like unbearable, I didn't want it do drastic then. You know, at that point in my life, I wanted to um, fit a recovery into my existing life, into the framework of the life that I had, um, you know, give me a food plan, give me a little bit of, um, of some work, give me something that I can fit within my life, and, um, you know, and God God bless pain, because, you know, when the pain became unbearable, drastic, um, became a great idea for me. Drastic seems like, yeah, I'm ready to take drastic measures, drastic proposals, and that is precisely what was required. You know, this, um, recovered way of life, it, it had to be an entirely new life for me, and, um. And I had to be completely willing to shed my old way, you know. And, yeah, it starts with the food. For me, It, it you know, it always starts with the food. I had to be willing to put the things down that I didn't want to put down. And I had to be willing to live a much more disciplined um, life, you know, a structured life. And, and so, you know, and then I had to be drastic about where I fit into this life and that um, the center is not my position anymore you know i um I had to give that one over, and that was drastic, but when I did it um and I continue to do it there's a freedom like I've never imagined, and um you know there's this um
7: this peace, this
10: smile that's come over me that um you know I feel like I shine, you know, I feel like um I go places and um You know, and yes, it's beautiful. I've lost a lot of weight, and that gets great attention, and that's really very nice. But um, I have humility. And and the shining that I'm talking about is because I fit right with the world today. You know, God is um, the center. My higher power is at the center, and I'm just, you know, playing my
1: loving role. And uh, thank you. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Melissa. I'm going to jump in here for a moment. It's Sally recovered in South Jersey. These were revolutionary and drastic proposals. But the moment I fully accepted them, the effect was electric. So when he tells us that these were revolutionary and drastic proposals, he's referring to the 12 steps. He's talking about specifically it meant destruction of self-centeredness. He's talking about the destruction of our ego because that's what the 12 steps do. They, they basically are about ego reduction. We, we're all focused, you know, when we first come to the room of, okay, some people think this works, I'm going to reduce my weight. But what we're going to do is get rid of some of the fat between our ears. And I know that you guys, you didn't see me for a lot of years. You didn't see me at 250 pounds. You might see a picture, but you, didn't, but you heard the fat between my ears. You heard the ego, and I know it's still there. Don't worry, I know it's still there, and God is not finished with me yet. But the important thing I wanted to say to you about this, this, this little piece of these words, but the moment I fully accepted them, what is he saying to us? I want you to know I've been thinking about this a lot lately, about the ego reduction with these 12 steps. And i realized that I lean into step 12 because that's ego increasing. I can help. I, I, I can help. So I've realized that step 10 and step 11, where we live, we live in 10, 11, and 12 when we live in the land of recovered. In step 10, I am having ego reduction. I need you, help me. That is very humbling for me to say those words, help me. You have no idea how hard it is for me to say that. I need you, help me. And going and asking people to help me with the 10th step and letting them know that something is wrong is very humbling. And step 11, going to God, I need you, help me. It's very ego-reducing, and that's what we need. We need this ego-reduction. We need to be proactive for our disease. We need to go to other people and ask for help. Thanks for letting me share that with that pass. Who else would like to share on this?
1: Sarah W.
5: Tina S. from
0: Florida. Stacy? Monica. W. Kathy K. S. I'm trying to keep up with you. I heard somebody. I heard Monica, too. Kathy K. Okay. Oh, Stacy T? Stacey, I, okay, that's what I heard. I think... Lind, Lindy S oh. if
1: there's time. Lind,
0: Linda, S? Lindy, if, if there's time. I, can you say the name
1: again? It's Lindy, L-I-N-D-Y, and oh. I'd like to share if there's time. Thank you.
0: Yes, thank you, Lindy S. I'm sorry, it was hard to hear. Okay, that's let's okay. go with those and see if there's more room. We've got Sarah W., Tino. I think that's the right name. Tina, Stacy, Monica, and Kathy, and Lindsay. Lindy, yes, if we have time. Go ahead, Sarah.
11: Uh, Good morning, Sally. Uh, This is Sarah W. Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive every Reader. Thank you for your service. Um, I wanted to bring to the attention of everybody that we're on page 14. Bill has been in the disease for a long time. And he's also been hospitalized and had many different struggles in him trying to become sober. And I also wanted to bring to the attention of everybody, for myself, I have to say this, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking or stop eating. And I think for myself, what I hear from everybody is that we know the torture of how much it hurts to be in the disease, and not to not to be Pollyanna about it, because uh, to say you know just keep coming back, just keep coming back. But at the other side of it, uh, you know, love and tolerance is our code, and we never know when the miracle will happen with people. And it took him a long time to come to the place where he said, um, you know, that he was going to fully accept. And I think many of us take a long time to fully accept. It is less painful when we fully accept. But many of us have a long, hard road. And I wanted to just say that Oftentimes what I find in my life is that one moment I can have such struggle and feel like I don't know if I can walk through this, and the next moment it's like what Bill talks about, the clean wind of the mountaintop blew through and through. That's what happens in my life. And it will and it can happen to all of us. But don't leave. Don't leave. And with that I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sarah W. I think it's Tina. I I might not have written that down right.
12: Yes, thanks, Dolly. Tina is from Florida, compulsive eater, anorexic. Um, well, some really good stuff. There's a lot of really good shares this morning and you know I have a life today beyond my wildest dreams, but there was work to be done. And I like what I heard, you know, I, I got abstinent when I was forty one. I'm fifty seven now, you know, so today through the work you know, I I've got a life beyond know, my wildest dreams and one day at a time, if I continue to do what I'm doing, then I'm gonna to continue to get what I'm getting and, and that's why I do it. And I heard that earlier too. I don't do this for any uh self um selfless reasons most times. Um, but you know, I I, I love the part of the last part of the paragraph where it says that God comes to most men gradually. Um, Bill's experience was um uh, spiritual experience you know i've had a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps um but you know what I, what i do know is i suffered for a very long time you know i'm also in another 12 step program but that was part of you know a, a diet for my disease my compulsive eating which started when i was very very young and um you know, I, I just I love what I hear today and I love that I can continue to do this thing, you know, one day at a time. But for me, you know, the first thing I've got to do is, is i got to be free of these alcoholic foods or I'm not going to want to do nothing. I'm not going to want to do nothing. And, you know, today I'm just so grateful that I've had the opportunity, had the opportunity to have people come into my life to give this message to me so that therefore I can give this message to someone else. Because if I don't give it away, I certainly will not keep it with that. I'm very grateful and I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much, Tina S. And Stacy. Stacy, can you um give us the first initial of your last name as well, please? Stacy and Monica, you're up next.
13: Oh, sorry, Stacy T, Cleveland. Thank you. Go ahead, Stacy. Sorry, thank you so much, Nelly. Thanks, thanks everybody, for being online. My share is brief. Um <clears throat> I had experienced um the clean wind of a mountaintop blowing through me and I had experienced God as I understand God probably multiple times what was missing and why it wasn't sustainable for me was because I didn't have the 12 steps and I didn't have recovery and I didn't understand why I couldn't hold on to what I had been given and it was because I was still in the food and I didn't know the directions set out in the big book. And so even early on in reading Bill's story, as my ego had yet to be more reduced, and there's certainly more to go, I compared myself with Bill. And to him, it came swiftly. And the the piece about God comes to most men gradually. And that has been for me as well as we'll read about the educational variety. But the impact on me has been profound. It absolutely has been profound from the message that's shared in this big book and the 12 steps that for me are the only way and the only possibility of living a life that promises me sobriety, ego reduction, Um, ego reduction, uh, lack of self-centeredness, service to others, and all of the other wonderful possibilities that are a bigger rainbow than I ever experienced when I had the last spiritual experience in 1995. So I just want to tip my hat off to A Vision for You, especially for the gift of the big book, and for all that we're doing together.
14: Thanks, and with
0: that, I pass. Thank you, Stacy. And Monica, it's your turn, and Kathy K., you're up next.
14: Good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. So here we are in Bill's story, and Bill's been in a hospital here for two, three days, being detoxed and being separated from his alcohol, and he has this spiritual experience happened to him once he's decided, made the decision to do the work. Made the decision that he had to make some changes. And God comes in and helps him with that. And he has this beautiful, um, bright light experience in his hospital room. Now, I would have loved to have had been bopped over the head and had a sudden spiritual experience like Bill here, and I'm thankful that God did do this for him because it was needed. It was necessary. He was dying, and we wouldn't be here today if this hadn't happened suddenly to to, to Bill. But the last sentence says, God comes to most men gradually. And that's been my experience. You know, I've had experienced the spiritual awakening. It's been a process. It's been over time. It's been a little light bulb moment here and there. And it began with, you know, being pointed out to me, you know, the first night I hit my head hit that pillow and I'd been abstinent all day. To be grateful and say, thank you, God, because I hadn't done that a power greater than me had done that for me because I couldn't even get a few few hours. Hey, probably couldn't even get 30 minutes together before. So that was, you know, the beginning of, of an awakening. And um, this process of going through the steps is what will do this. And if you're doubtful and you don't know, I don't think this can happen to me. Well, I didn't know either, but you know, I was miserable and, it's promised on 84 that if you do this work, these promises will materialize for you. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Monica. And Kathy Kay, sure term. And Lindy S., you'll be up next.
15: Thank you, Sally. This is Kathy Kay recovered from Boston. And um, I love this paragraph. And I thoroughly identify with Uh, God coming to most men gradually. Um, And for those who have found it difficult to make that spiritual connection, I want to give some hope. I mean, for the first 10 years I was in OA, I I was not willing. My mind was completely shut to the possibility of a higher power. And because of what I heard in the rooms, in particular, take what you want and leave the rest. I was doing everything I wanted to do, but I was not getting the results that I wanted. And um, it wasn't until I cracked open this book and started to hear people share and read, and I started becoming more open to the possibility. And what I learned with the help of my sponsor is I had to start doing what was asked of me. And that doing would uh, create a willingness and an openness to the possibility that there was a higher power operating in my life. And that's exactly what happened, little by little. um, You know, I I had my routines every day of sitting quietly and reading and meditating, But it was without a sense of connection. And little by little, I started to look forward to those quiet moments. Um, And that was what began a transformation in me. And it's still happening. As long as I keep doing the footwork, my connection with my higher power continues to grow. And I'm just so grateful that I had that little kernel of willingness to consider the possibility. I think that's all that's necessary to get started on a spiritual path. And with that, I
0: pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy K and Lindy S. And then we'll move on to the next paragraph.
1: Hi, this is Lindy, can you hear
0: me? I sure can, Lindy S?
1: Yes, I'm in upstate New York and I'm really grateful for the opportunity to share because I realized I, I hadn't been sharing it. meetings and I need that. And what I've heard that I relate to is the idea of, um, of something drastic and spiritual. And for me, I've been more aware of this or reminded the last couple of days, but what really is drastic for me is to rely on and to trust my higher power. And I remember the first time I did it, and it was the first time I got F uh, consistently. And, you know, I forget that all the time. And I need to return to it all the time uh, to rely on and trust my higher power. And uh, I can do a million other things. But if I don't have that, my program isn't working. And if I have that, it's better to have the, you know, the million other goods or the things but it, it's really, for me, necessary. Um, and I guess I've just been reminded of that lately and wanted to share that. Me, that's very drastic and life-changing. Thanks for letting me share, and I hope everybody has a good day in recovery. And I'd love to get phone calls, and um, but we have to get phone calls. I like get up why that date but I'm on the
0: website thank you Lindy <laughs> okay I'm going to ask Iris G to read please for us the third paragraph on page 14 beginning with for a moment I was alarmed
16: hi this is Iris G recovered compulsive reader from New York for a moment I was alarmed and called my friend the doctor to ask if I were still seeing he listened in wonder as I talked Finally he shook his head saying, Something has happened to you I don't understand, but you had better hang on to it. Anything is better than the way you were. The good doctor now sees many men who have such experience experiences. He knows that they are real. Um and the part that I could relate to here is that um, you know, you better hang on to it and that the experience was real. And, you know, God is a gentleman and God is not going to come barging down your door. You know, you have to turn to God. And it was two years ago, Christmas Day, that I got on the line on vision and said I was desperate. And, you know, thank you, God, I connected with somebody. And you know, the first day I said, how am I going to do this? I mean, I, you know, food has, been, uh, food has been my life. Food is my master. And they said, you know, you've got to beg God. And, you know, I didn't turn to God. You know, my God was a punishing God. Um, But I did that, you know, I begged God, I begged God, and, you know, it was really a miracle, Um, you know, the food got lifted, the thoughts got lifted, Um, and today, um, you know, I, it's just as easy to believe as it is to not believe, and today I turn to God as my best friend, and while I may not be having those sudden kind of experiences, I mean, I see how God does, Come to me, you know, in people, events, intuition, just different things. So I'm just grateful today. Um, And that's it. I passed. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Who would like to share on these paragraphs?
17: Carol G. Lou G. G.
0: Kim G. Okay, I heard Carol G. I heard Kim G. And I heard two other people before. Who's after Carol G? Reva P. Reva P. Suji G. Chelsea H. Okay, I, I think that we're going to have just enough time for core. That's Carol G, Reva P, Sue G, and Kim G. And who's the, who wants to be a backup in case we have time for a fifth? Chelsea H. Oh, great. Okay, Chelsea. Okay, Carol G and Reva P, you'll be up next. Go ahead, Carol.
17: Good morning Sally, good morning Vision for You. It's Carol G recovered compulsive avrita. For a moment I was alarmed. Um that really resonates with me. It just reminds me of waking up on the morning before going to work the alarm would go off um, and it would wake me up and I would feel really um disenchanted about the day. Oh my goodness, I can't face another day. And To be honest, thinking back in my recovery journey, um, I did get a bit of a white lightning flash early days when I first did the, the steps the first time. And I was very alarmed at the peace and quiet that I was given. I went from absolute chaos and trauma and bedevilments and the four horsemen living in my head to this silence. No grouches, no brainstorms silence and I did find it quite disconcerting um, and of course went back to the food to create some more chaos. Um, but this time I seem to have grown into that and I can relax and, and, and live with that now. It's almost as though um, the steps have rearranged me and changed me in, in such a profound way that, that now the calmness is something that I really gravitate towards. I'm not alarmed by that anymore and If I do get any um, grouches and brainstorms, I know where to head with the steps and and work that as well. I think to tie it into the previous paragraph, um, revolutionary. I remember penicillin being a a revolutionary drug in its day. And, you know, this program is revolutionary. It's completely turned my life around. Um, I was somebody who had extreme emotions um, and I would get extremely distressed by things very, very easily and very alarmed. But in actual fact, I've been revolutionized from the inside, you know, the inside out. And I'm beginning to turn into a different person. And he also talked about electricity. And electricity does run through my body and it is actually repairing the physical damage that I, I, you know, put on myself with the food and when I was in the food. But it isn't a drastic thing anymore for me to wake up on a morning, set my alarm at um, ridiculous o'clock when everyone else is saying, please, Carol, have a lie-in. Why would I want to miss the beginning of the day? Why would I want to miss the electricity of the higher power sending me nourishment for the rest of the day? Why would I want to miss talking to to spawn season things. This is the life that I've chosen now. This is the life for me. Um, it's not drastic. It's wonderful. They weren't dying. I was dying. And now I'm actually living a life which is better than I've ever seen. So I'm awake, and I'd like to stay awake. And thank you for waking us up every single day of vision for you. Pat.
0: Thank you, Carol G. And Reba P., it's your turn. And Kim G., you'll be up next.
17: Good morning. This is Reva P.
18: Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. What I related to was this first paragraph. Is after Bill has had this awesome spiritual experience, and he's alarmed. Um, and what does he do? He doesn't think and analyze and say, "Was this a really good experience, or you know, am I just fooling myself?" He calls his friend. And at the time, there was no other AA to call to listen to him. Um, And that reminds me, when I have an amazing thought, um, I need to check it out with another member. Um, I need to check it out with God. I need to check it out with another person. Because I still have trouble differentiating the true from the false. Um, And even with amazing awareness, um, I can sometimes... Misjudge, So I need to get um, another opinion. Um, and I'm so blessed because I have lots of recovered people um, to run things by. Um, and I remember when I uh, first became abstinent and I was starting to feel what I now know to be neutral, it scared me. And I remember describing to my sponsor, I'm not high and I'm not low. Um, And I don't know what this is and what's going on. You know, am I okay? And she said, you're feeling neutral. And what a gift. And I couldn't see it. I needed another person who had worked the steps, who was in recovery to um, point out to me what was going on. And I still need that every day. Um, The other thing I wanted to share on is he knows they are real. This is, again, differentiating the truth from the false. Um, and thank you, God, that there are many uh, fellow recovered um, members in this program that can help me differentiate the true from the false, even when I'm doing the work. Um, with that, I pass.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Reva P. And Kim G., you're up, and Sue G., you're up next. We just Good have morning. a few minutes. So if, if you could be brief, that would be helpful.
19: Oh, I'll try. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, all. My name is Tim Jay and I'm a recovery compulsive overeater from South Jersey. And I'm going to pick up on what Reva P. was um, kind of starting on. The good doctor now sees many men who have such experiences. He knows that they are real. You know, I think of that term, love and tolerance is our code. And the fact is, my opinion is in way we love each other to death. You know, the way that I love people today is by the chapter working with others. I tell them the truth about the disease. I have no tolerance for the disease. You know, my job as a recovered person is to disturb people. You know, I think of Dr. Bob and Sister Ignatia when they first started out, and Dr. Bob would say to Sister Ignatia, kick that guy out. He's just looking for a hot meal and a bed. He doesn't want to recover. That's the most loving thing that we can do because I have to tell you, I suffered for 17 years in this fellowship, and I don't tell you you that's okay. I don't do that to tell you to give you permission. I do that to bust people on their bullshit. You no, know, you don't need to suffer in these rooms anymore. You know, what I owe you is the truth. The truth I owe you the last five years of my recovery where I have lived happy, joyous, and free. I don't owe you my experience of the 17 years that I wallowed in this program. And just so I can keep this brief, I want to say that third tradition is that you everyone who wants to compulsively stop eating is welcome in this room. But I want you to ask yourself, do you want to settle for being a member of Overeaters Anonymous? Or do you want to recover? Because that's what the 12 steps offers us. It doesn't offer us just a place where we can come and be united on a disease and suffer together. The 12 step offers an escape, a way out. So ask yourself today, how free do you want to be? Because I don't want you to identify in with my 17 years of coming in and out of fellowship and suffering. I want you to identify in with the five years that I've worked these steps and I no longer want my binge foods and I live free. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. And we've got one minute. Sue,
0: if you've got a burning desire that you'd like to say something, if you could take a minute, maybe two, that would be great. I'll
8: make this real fast. This is Sue G. from Michigan. Um, All the language building up to this of built experience has been one of faith. And most people don't talk about that because we're not a religious organization. But the only thing he knew as a result of this, was it like Ebby, he had to give it away. And that was a big change that came over Bill, was that he experienced something and he had to share it. I mean, the first thing he wanted to do was give it away. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Suji. And Chelsea, if you would stick around, please, and be the first person to share in the second hour. I'm, I think we'd all like to hear what you have to say this morning. Um, And at this time, I'm going to, first of all, say thank you to everyone who has shared. I would like to invite you all to please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I will ask Sarah W. to please read A Vision for You, beginning with, Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
11: Good morning, Sarah W., Recovered Compulsive Reader. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.